Hello and welcome to the weekly recap. Uh, my name is Alex. Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Jake. We are back, quarantine uh, week number six. Uh, we had a good time last week uh, recapping all of our favorite moments from the podcast or a subset of our favorite moments from the podcast. Um, we are back with episode 101. We're all happy to be here. Uh, Jake sounds especially happy to be here tonight. <laughs> Jake, welcome. You know, I'm always thrilled How to be able you? to spend time with you boys. How are you tonight, sir? Uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm good. I did nothing I was planning on doing this weekend. But here I am. Sometimes those back are the at best it again. Yeah, but it's not like I did anything like worthwhile to fill in that time. It was just not doing the things that I should have been doing <laughs> and wasting time doing other things. Well, so the thing is, we are living through a pandemic. And I think a lot of people like expect themselves to be like up for doing like everything in their downtime. But we're also like stressed out because everything is just constantly happening, you know? Everything is just happening so much. There is so much happening. You're right. Uh, like, you can just give yourself a break for, like, a weekend. You know, you don't have to, like, feel bad about not doing anything. The only thing I've done this weekend is um, drink alcohol. Sometimes so, that's what you need, though, right? And I'm still drinking it. And it's 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 a it's a welcomed distraction from all of the the horrible shitty things that are happening so anyway um nick how was your week tell us about your week Uh, i was pretty good um did a lot of work on last week's podcast (laughs) Uh, you did yeah it was a lot of work i thought it turned out pretty well though i think we had a lot of good times it was great. It was it was uh, it was fun to listen to. It was fun to record. I think we had a uh, one of our best. I, I believe. Good. I'm glad. I think that uh, I think that we're kind of finding our groove still. But um, lots of uh, lots of buzz around the 100th episode online this week. I will say that uh, I did just update our official logo on everything. Thank you to Trevor for putting that together for Big us. Shout out. I mean, how long have we been talking about a new logo? And finally we have it. Jake, how do you feel? I did want to say the sizing needs to be updated on the podcast uh, block on Apple podcasts. It, it looks really low. It doesn't fill the entire cube. Yeah. I if can't that's something quite, that you can look at. You know? I can't quite figure out how to change that. So I'm, I'm working on that. And that is going to be my, my goal for this week is to size it properly within the Apple Podcasts app. So if you're checking us out on Apple Podcasts, it is a little bit small. <laughs> but the uh, overall idea of the logo is there, and I'm really excited with how it came out. I think Trevor did a phenomenal job with it. Um, really excited to maybe move into uh, putting it onto merchandise at some so, point. <laughs> So you say maybe, and so I, I will say again, 
Um, I definitely said this before. Like, we're not gonna. I don't know if we'll release this like widespread because, like, we do. We are approaching 550 followers on our Instagram account, which is like no, like nothing to like spit at. But also at the same time, uh, you know, I think we could just use some stuff for ourselves because we've been doing this for so long. Like, we need something to commemorate this. Um, we did all get um welded uh logos uh this christmas from my brother which was incredibly sweet and incredibly thoughtful um but i feel like we could get some like hoodies and t-shirts and hats and shit you know i agree uh, absolutely and i think um even and uh, to a to a lesser degree maybe uh like business cards but i don't really think that business cards are a viable way to do business anymore does anybody else feel that like you're not like really relying on getting your own name out there as much as you're relying on your social media presence or your youtube channel or whatever you know that like that kind of thing so i um yeah i i think for me it's more uh, it's more based on like your online presence. Like I, I can't imagine us like, I mean, we do meet these people at breweries. Um, obviously this whole quarantine situation has, um, has kind of uh, rendered that uh, kind of impossible for the moment, but I can't see myself like giving someone a business card. Like that seems so, so like, early 2000s uh like and like older like when you couldn't say like oh follow me on social media shit like that like i i I can't imagine that anyone is taking a business card and like looking that shit up right i do it's um oh go ahead jake i i would never ever walk around with a business card that wasn't my professional business card and hand it out to somebody and tell them to follow me on, uh, on anything really. I, I can, I guess see if we were doing like events, I mean, you'd want to maybe do that if you were handing them out to like other breweries, if you were a brewery, but there's really no point in doing that for us. All the marketing that we'd need to do is like face to face, I believe. And, uh, on social media itself, reaching out to people specifically. So I just don't see the value in it. And this is, so this might come down to the age difference here, but when we were playing shows as a band, we did have business cards to hand out to promoters and like even other bands to a degree. But from, for the most part, it was for the professionals in the industry to really be able to like, come back to us and say, Hey, you know what? We booked a show with you. Let's, let's book another one, that kind of thing. And so this medium, because we're so present on social media, I mean, to be honest, when I get a message, I typically respond to it immediately. Yes. Because my lifestyle dictates that like I can, I can be on my phone pretty much all day long. So if somebody reaches out to us and says, Hey, you know what? I heard uh, episode 48 with uh, this guy on it. Can you, uh, do you think uh, like we could come on or whatever? Yep. Absolutely. What, what day do you want to, you know, like that kind of thing. Like I'm, I'm pretty immediate with that stuff, but I feel like there's also a, 
kind of like jog the memory type thing where, oh, I'm going to give you my business card and then, hey, I'm going to shoot you a message on social media later. And, or, you know, I'll send you an email or something like that. And it kind of keeps the conversation going or at least like kind of clicks in your mind. So I don't think it's completely pointless, but I do think that there's like kind of a, a blending of the two. Yeah. The only other issue I see with like business cards is you have to order them in like bulk. Like you can't just order 50 business cards without it costing in uh, exorbitant amount of money, you know? Right. So, uh, you know, look for merch moving forward. Um, uh, we may release like a limited number of, uh, of, you know, hats or, or t-shirts, uh, depending on how expensive that shit actually is because no one ever talks about how, how expensive, uh, it is to produce merch. Uh, and we have to make our money back at least on it. So one thing I will say is, um, if anybody has been tuning into the fueled live podcast that Ryan's been doing on Facebook, uh, Jason Sircone and I were talking about this on our episode. Um, so I am going to reach out to him and see if we have kind of a, a way to get there. And if so, we're going to see, you know, obviously the, the funding and all that, we're not going to sit here and ask people for an exorbitant amount of money for these because it's not something that uh, I don't think is a viable business option for us at this point. But Agreed. I think that it is something that's fun and something that does get the name out there a little bit more and people, you know, question it. Oh, what's that? You know, this, th- th- this, that, and the other thing. And it really does build your brand. So even if it is just for us, if you see the the logo out and about somewhere, know that we put it there on purpose. Like that's something that, uh, that we are proud of. And I think we want to continue doing this for as long as humanly possible. So anything that, uh, that you guys can do to support us during that, we appreciate. And, uh, I think that, uh, that merch is definitely the next step. I agree. I agree. Um, so I feel like we should get into like the meat of this episode. Like, so what's, uh, what's everybody drinking? I am drinking. So I have had this for a bit. My roommate got a six pack of, uh, this beer. It's a locale IPA from dogfish head. Um, I don't know what it's actually it might actually just be called low cal ipa or something like that Um, i'm pretty sure that's correct yeah uh it's i think like four percent alcohol so it's essentially like a a session um but it only has like it has like comparable nutrition values to like light beers uh it's not bad it has a, a decent amount of flavor um, I have been trying a lot of dogfish head recently. Um, I picked up a 60 minute and a 90 pin, a 90 minute, uh, six pack, uh, recently. Um, just to, just to try them side by side. Um, I will say I, I just really like 60 minute, um, as just a, a drinkable, like come home after work, like, grab a beer kind of kind of beer 
Um, 90 minute, the only size they had was a 16 ounce, which is a lot for how high in alcohol that beer is. Um, it is, it's, it's, it's good. It's very hoppy. Um, but sometimes you don't want a 16 ounce of, you know, a 9% beer, uh, as I've learned, you know, when you're drinking during the week during uh, a, a global pandemic, you know? as, as one does. Yeah, sure. Sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, dogfish had, uh, I, 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 I've seen, so we talked about this a long time ago, or I talked about this. They're coming out or they came out with another sour that was, um, different from, uh, C quench, which I still will never understand why it's like sequential because it has like nothing to do with something being like in a row or anything like that. That's beside the point, but they came out with some sort of like, like, like bear, like some sort of dark sour. Um, I think like, I think it's called super eight with like super, super foods in it, which is like, cranberries and shit. I don't know. But I did see that at um, at Liberty Beer in Bloomfield, like Oakland area uh, recently. So I will be looking uh, looking for that moving forward. But uh, Dogfish Head is just, uh, they're a staple. And I, I truly appreciate what they do. And uh, there's someone that I look for um, as like a, a standard. All said, I don't have any qualms with anything you just <laughs> mentioned about Dogfish Head. They're generally viewed as one of the best breweries really in the country. I see them even out here in California. And um, because I've had so much of them, I'm trying to try some other things. Uh, Firestone Walker has been my go-to in recent weeks, days. All of that. Um, I missed yeah, that. Uh, obviously, classic 805. Um, that's found pretty much everywhere uh, along the West Coast. Um, I think a lot of their stuff is pretty widely distributed, so that's kind of what I've been sticking to. They're even showing um, up in Pittsburgh uh, just as recently as I saw um, Babcock Beer, which is like five minutes from my house. Um, they got a case of parabola, which is their like annual release um, barrel aged stout. I think I, I have to double check on that. I don't know that it's a barrel aged stout. I want to say that it, it, it it's definitely a, a rare release from them, but it's one of those that's uh, an annual thing. So, we, I don't think I've ever seen anybody actually selling it in PA. Usually it's one of those like bottle share type beer, beers or something like that. But I feel like Firestone Walker is showing up in a lot more places across the U.S. Yeah, it's a stout. It's, a, it's an imperial stout. You got it right. Hey, all right. Hey. That's great, though. It's, it's good to see them uh, branching out. I, I do miss 805. That, uh, that shit is delicious and that's just a blonde ale right like it's just a good crusher like a like a daily drinker i i hate to say it that way but like a like a go ahead and grab it when you're feeling like a regular beer type of beer yes exactly and that's 
that's what I, I keep it on hand as just a, a casual drinker like the I wish, 60 minute like Alex was talking about. What like Nick, what what would you keep on hand? I know we love IPAs. Um and this is always something I struggle with. Like I, I want to have something that I can buy in a larger pack that I can keep around and drink. I did just buy um all day, which you know that's that's neither here nor there because we do not stand them anymore because that boss or the the CEO is like racist or some shit, you know. So like, what what do you go for when you're when you're looking for something? I you you don't seem like someone that has like a consistent beer on hand. No, and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago uh, because I bought a case of Haze Charmer because I wanted to try it uh, from Trogues, and I, I mean it was good. It wasn't it wasn't my favorite to have that much of though. Um, I would say I'm going to go with a, a hometown favorite and just say Yingling because Yingling is just one of those beers that you can always pick up. And if it's ice cold on a hot day after cutting the grass, sitting on the deck, you know, it's a perfect beer. Really? I, 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 I can't agree with you. Like I, I, it pains me because I know so many people around here love that beer. I, I had like I, I used to love it, and then one day I just I, I I flipped I I flipped I flopped I was canceled I <laughs> you know I I I I it's 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 like you will gain an appreciation if you ever move away from Pennsylvania because. You don't find it in Boston. You don't find it, obviously, on the West Coast. And I have a hankering for Yingling. Probably once every, like, two weeks, I'll think, damn, you know what I could go for is just a solid 22-ounce Yingling or a pitcher. I remember one time a couple of my friends and I went to Stacked in Oakland, which is a burger joint. And I think we crushed three pitchers of yingling in like in about two hours when we were in college on top of eating the massive burgers and fries that we got. And it was maybe the greatest experience of my life because uh, cheeseburgers, (laughs) cheeseburgers are my favorite food. Yingling, a classic beer. I mean, there are songs written about that beer. Like, (laughs) I don't, I mean, I don't, not directly, but the, uh, the idea is that like everybody not in Pennsylvania, so not at all. No, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% know a song that mentions drinking Yingling lager is, is one of the, the lines Cl- in the song. Is it the Clarks? No, it's not actually. It's an Irish American band called scene. And, uh, if you're familiar with Pittsburgh, Irish, uh, lore, they're the ones that sing, uh, Pittsburgh <laughs> makes me drunk or, um, the, the song that I'm thinking of is called Scully kill. Um, I, I forget like, I forget what the hell, like it's an area in Pennsylvania and the, uh, the line is, uh, drinking Yingling lager, right? Schuylkill? Yeah, that's it. Same thing. Scully kill. <laughs> Wait, Nick, can we, Nick, can we run that can we back? Can, yeah. Can we cancel him? Absolutely. 
Can okay. he be canceled yes. for that? Like the Schuylkill River? Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce right. it. Uh, you so. just have me. You have me big time tongue tied because you said Scully Kill. <laughs> Scully Kill. I don't know how to say it. Schuylkill. Schuylkill. Whatever. Schuylkill. It's, it's it's truly not <laughs> difficult. Fair enough. No, it's spelled, it's spelled like a, a freaking uh, Polish last name. Yeah, definitely not easy to, to look at and pronounce correctly off the first try, but like you grew up in Pennsylvania. Yeah, but like, I, I've I never heard anybody was... say Schuylkill. So. I also did live on the, the eastern side of Pennsylvania for a while. Yeah, so I that, never did. Wow. That's, uh, <laughs> you, you might as well have lived across the pond. <laughs> all right so anyway point being the band is seen uh the song is oh shit i can't remember you know i song. think that we can we can we can um parlay this into a uh into a segment here i ooh, think oh let's go <laughs> we we talk about uh you know like fridge beers uh not the not the fridge beer that you keep in the fridge until you move out and then you all have to drink some disgusting uh concoction that's been sitting there for months on end um there's i don't think any of us really keep beers on uh or in stock all the time we don't just buy it's it's different i think between generations like i think the older generation was like all right let's go buy a case of something like that is definitely changing to a yes. point where you go and you pick four packs of things. Like you think about when when you're going to some of these places that that do either individual cans or or just four packs. You don't have to buy a case. But right. growing up, that's sort of what it was. Um, growing up, when we were uh, infants. No, all right. It, you know, in the past, that I'm that would just be a better. Kidding, Jake, laugh like chuckle about the <laughs> joke. I uh... so I think. We could do, uh, you know, party beers, right? What beer, if you're having a party of like 15 to 20 people who you know for a fact do not drink craft beer, what's your go-to party beer? Okay. And we'll, this do, a, is we'll one, do a top three. So one of, I, it, when you started talking about this, I was thinking like, what is something that I can drink a lot of uh, something that I think a lot of people would enjoy because it's not necessarily like one of those like weird hoppy like people don't do well with like the strange hops. Even like today, I was drinking Painter Pigment from Dancing Gnome and something I don't I don't know what hops are in it. I don't know, but it it, it kind of has like a strange t- taste to it. And I I don't remember liking that beer that much, but. Uh, you know, when you have limited options, you kind of just have to go for it. So, the beer that I'm going to throw out first is uh, Citradelic from New Belgium. Ooh, that uh, is that is a good pick. I I I truly love that beer. Like I I think it's it's it has like that citrus like it 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 plays up the citrus notes to like a normal like hazy IPA and it's so incredibly drinkable like I I can imagine getting like 
like a couple cases of that and, and bringing a bunch of people to my house, like having a, a like a bonfire, or like a cookout or something like that. Like, I think a lot of people would enjoy that. Um, I don't know if I have two other ones, uh, but I'm going to, I'm going to stick by Citradelic. Uh, does anyone else have any ideas? So I don't want to go with like a variety pack. I feel like that's a cop out. Um, I do have, like, I mean, if I'm going to get something in a large quantity for people coming over, it's not going to be these craft players that I'm going to spend like $80 on a case for because people are just going to drink it and not really enjoy it. Well, they're going to enjoy it, but they're not going to like, oh man, this is a great craft beer, you know, like that kind of thing. So I think that this type of conversation really focuses around stuff that you can get in cases for maybe 30 to $50, that kind of thing. And one of those that I, I just kind of always go back to is uh, Southern tier two X. I feel like that one's it's, it's hoppy. It's, it's aggressive, but it's not um, unapproachable for people that are not necessarily into craft beer. Right. So I would suggest uh, an alternative to that selection. And I would say live live is a great one. Um, because two X to you, probably not super hoppy, but to the average non craft drinker, I think that it would be difficult for them to get around on. So but they also don't, can that do they live no 2x no it's i feel like i've only bottles. ever had a yeah that's so that's another thing is when you think about it i feel like if you're at a party you gotta go something in a can right i don't know i don't know not, I that, that, like bottles... not that that necessarily excludes you from buying something that comes in bottles but i just i think i always associate being at party like i'm thinking like like ragers parties you know what i mean or like just maybe like your casual hangout that turns into are we doing are we doing ragers now now that we're like twenty five pushing twenty six that's my biggest thing with that is I don't think that you're really like you're not throwing a house party for eighty people you're maybe getting your fantasy football club together or whatever you know like that kind of thing sure, but I mean I think that those could get up to like twenty people. 20 yeah, but, 25 people. Yeah, but those 20 to 25 people at this point, if they're not drinking craft beer, are they even your friends? I have plenty of friends that don't drink craft that's beer. That's a fair point. That's a fair <laughs> point. I mean, I'm just being extreme with this, but I don't no, I, I don't I, judge at all people's alcohol tastes. I mean, I, I prefer to drink something personally that's uh, of higher quality than your average lager, but Yeah, but we, even we've then, got, we've I, had bouts about this. Yeah, but I, I but would say, I, like, when we get together to play cards, like, once every couple months with, with the guys, like, we're sitting there crushing Bud Lights or Michelobes or, you know, whatever, like, whatever anybody has on hand. So it's not really, like, I'm not sitting there judging what people are drinking. I'm just saying, for me personally, if you're coming to my house, I want you to have something that, that is a little bit higher tier, you know, a little bit, a little bit more my standard, mm, you know what I mean? Mm. So I would go um, for something that I think that I could 
drink a lot of if it didn't go at the party. Right. So like, obviously if I'm, if I'm throwing a party of like 20 to 25 people, let's say white claws on the list King of yourself during this white, white claws on the list. No, I'm, I, what I'm saying is if it doesn't get consumed, I don't want, I don't want to be stuck with something that I just picked for other people. So you gotta, you gotta be a little bit selfish in this choice. So I think this is probably one that you guys don't even think about very often. If you, I mean, if you see it, it's probably on like a random list at a restaurant. How about Oberon from Bell's? Ooh, now this little wheat beer action, a little, a little crowd favorite. It's not my, it wouldn't be my choice from Bell's. Obviously two hearted classic, but we talk about two hearted a lot. This is something that, um, it, for good reason, I would say, but Oberon is one of those ones that is very crushable, super low in alcohol, um, on the level of like a, like a Miller Bud Light or something like that with a little bit more flavor, definitely higher quality than those. And something that I could drink, I think a lot of once everybody left. I will say, I think Oberon kind of falls in that like approachable beer range because it's very close to like a blue moon. I love Oberon. I think that's, uh, I think that's a sleeper pick. Um, I would absolutely get like a case of that. My, my only, that's even, that's even one that you could do a keg of. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And like a six stole for a party. We don't really think about that. Yeah. Yes. Easily. And you would, and you would run through that in a heartbeat. I will say um, it's it's only a, it's technically a seasonal though, so you kind of have to be careful with like yeah, that's when true. I mean, if you're it. thinking like if you're thinking like Memorial Day party, you know, we're we're in that time frame. Oh, sure. At this point, and I think you know, assuming social distancing has been lifted for a little Memorial Day cookout with some dogs, some burgers, for sure, uh, a, a solid pick, I would think. I think um, I, at this point, since we brought up Labor, or I'm sorry, Memorial Day, um, so I do want to touch on Lustra Day being canceled this year because that was something that came out in the DG newsletter last week. I want to touch on everything being suck. Well, you're not wrong, but the reason I bring that up is because we're talking about Memorial Day, but they are still releasing the beers. So they are, which is amazing. Um, they, okay. So like that, it, it, that just seems pretty natural. Like, I mean, everything is pretty much getting canceled. At yes. Oh no. I, I you don't know what it's going to be like okay. in the next month or so, don't, but I, I don't think that, I, I mean, you know, I don't think it's a huge story. I mean, I think it's, it's sort of just, Oh, another big event got canceled. Not really all that surprising. I'm just glad that they are doing the beers because, they're going to sell out of them in about so, three seconds. That was, that was my thought process in bringing this up is the, what I wanted to talk about that we didn't get to last week because we got off on our recapping of the weekly recap is these online releases that sell out real quick and people being absolute child, like absolute children about it online. Chodes perhaps big old dickheads. 
Let's call them what they big are. Old, big old Okay, so I have a couple of thoughts here that I want to squeeze in before we get into the larger debate. Okay. This, I see this every single week with sneaker releases. I've just recently gotten back into sneakers, and it literally happens to me every single week. I try to get a pair of sneakers, try to flip them on StockX or eBay or Craigslist or something and make money off of them. And the site always crashes or I'm a second too late because my internet connection sucks. I don't have a, a, an ethernet cable plugged into my computer or uh, very fast Wi-Fi. People need to suck it up. Uh, I get that this is like a one, a one time thing and like sneakers are getting released constantly and all that stuff, but it's a bitch. Uh, if you have complaints, buy better internet service because that's the only way that you're going to be able to do the things that you want to do and order things as quickly as possible before they run out. Yep. I, uh, yeah, I, I would tend to agree with while this is not sneakers. Um, I will say I did just get a eight bit glassware glass on Friday night. That was the same idea. Like he, he has a Facebook group and he posts a pre-order link and he did it on Friday at 9 PM and it was sold out by nine Oh one. Like he posted it at 9 PM and 43 seconds or something like that. Mm. And it was sold out literally immediately. And I got it. And you know why? Because I knew what time it was. I set an alarm to remind myself. I got on the computer and on my phone and refreshed like a maniac at nine o'clock to make sure that I could type in whenever it came up. And you know what? I'm not going to turn around and sell that shit because it's fucking awesome. And I'm keeping it and I'm drinking beer out of it. Like that's just my personal thing. But I I understand the whole sneaker game is, is totally different than that. But it's just that it happens so frequently on there that like, it's just, if if you're really like, you just, you can't bitch about it. It, It's, it's a crapshoot. And and, like, there's really no, no way around it. I mean, you could say it's unfair. You can do this, that, whatever. It's worse for sneakers because there are bots and everything. I mean, people are making real money off of buying that shit, right? Yeah. This is like, if you want to buy it from somebody, you know, after they get two, three, four packs or whatever, they're not going to sell it to you for like 50 bucks a four pack. Right. You know, it's going to be like, they'll sell it to you for like just maybe just slightly higher than they bought it for. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Or they're so going to offer don't- you a trade for something they want or, or whatever it is. But the the two big ones from last week were Black Clouds from Dancing Gnome and the Grist House um, collab they did with Barreled Souls. And both beers I got, no problem. And like it wasn't even like I was trying to be quick about this, it or anything. <laughs> Nick, Nick, is this episode just so you can brag about what you bought? Tell me, <laughs> fucking. Because, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it sounds like. No, I'm just saying if I didn't get it, I would not be the first person running to the dancing gnome group on Facebook going, Oh, I didn't get it. Who All right. has, first off. Okay. We need to talk about, like, we need to talk about why people are still on Facebook in 2020. Like, why are we still doing this? I do like the groups. I will say that other than that, it's just for memes. So, the other thing that is uh, getting to me a little bit is the. I'm sure that reading through comments from 
Yinzers has got to be the worst thing ever. And that makes me very happy that I a deleted my entire Facebook account and you can no longer find me on there. And B, I no longer live in Pittsburgh and I don't have to be subjected to idiots spewing bullshit nonstop because yesterday during that whole thing going on outside, I had to stand around like a bunch of my neighbors who were like talking about what they thought was going on <laughs> with the the whole SWAT situation that was happening four houses down. And that was enough for me to be like, this maybe this quarantine isn't all bad because I don't have to hear dumb people say dumb things either on the internet or live in person. Um, it, I get it. I mean, I, you want to give everybody, I guess, the, the same opportunity to be able to, to have access to the beer and stuff. I just, I seriously doubt that people are taking advantage of it. So if you didn't get it online, tough, you know, just, just find another way. People, again, people aren't going to be bending you over to, to steal money from you. No. And, and for, for like, uh, you know, uh, two beers or something. And most and, people are reasonable about it. Like you see at, immediately after it happened, there were a lot of people that were like, Oh yeah, I got two, four packs. I only need two cans. Like let's make a trade or let's do, you know, cash for cash or whatever. Like there's a lot of stuff that out there that's not for profit, but there are people that are really trying to make it so that they're getting it and they're just shoving it at other people's faces. And that's so, not, the, I guess the only thing I'm wondering about is like, are they doing follow for follow? <laughs> oh Christ, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even, I couldn't keep a straight face while I was asking that. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have a good, uh, sort of reference point when it comes to what's being said, how the trading groups on Facebook. I mean, those are like the depths of the internet that I absolutely hate. And the reason that I'm off social media right now, because is that a flex? I can't stand that. Yes, actually minor flex. This is, this is the flexing episode apparently. Cause Nick's flexing about how he's gotten every online release that's happened. He's, in the like, last six he's days, like, yes, and... I did get those beers and <laughs> no, I will not be selling them. No, I will be drinking them for my own damn enjoyment because I want to get drunk, okay? Like, <laughs> I'm going to get drunk. I'm going to get crunked on some 11% so, Yeah, I mean, my, so the, the most exciting thing that happened to me this weekend was obviously the SWAT situation. Second most exciting thing was when I woke up yesterday morning, I woke up at 6.45 in the morning because I was trying to buy a pair of shoes that retails for $350. StockX right now for them is... 750. So, had I gotten a pair of these, I would have made $400 immediately, having done nothing. Guess what happened? Woke up at 6:45, fell back to sleep, woke up at 7:03, 3 minutes after they released, gone. Yeah. No, that's absolutely so, 100% accurate. This is why it's like this shit happens all the time, all right? You're not special. And it could be much worse. Right? Yeah, it could be hundreds of dollars that you're playing with rather than like a $20 four pack like <laughs> that. And it's like, you're really going to complain about beer. People are losing their jobs. People are like, <laughs> it's all relative guys. Exactly. All right, let's, exactly. Let's please put everything in perspective and cool our jets a little bit. I'm sure people are going to get riled up if they don't get any of the lustros or whatever. Um, you know, it's not an ideal situation, but they're doing the best they can to give everybody an opportunity to get the beer. It's the same as being in line. If you 
Uh, okay, it's not the same as being in line. No, it is. Can, I, think it's, can... I think it's very similar. It's just uh, some people are more... Uh, uh, I would say it's more like it's more like Black Friday in the late 90s, early 2000s than waiting in line because everybody was just bum-rushing these stores and like grabbing whatever they could. Like It was like the, the $5,000 shopping spree type thing where you were just grabbing shit. And it didn't matter what it was or like the, you know, the tickle me Elmo's from the early nineties where it was like, people were literally fighting and like getting stabbed over this stuff just to get it. And you're, you're equating these online releases to that because it's just a madhouse. Everybody's click, 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 shit. I didn't get it. Like, you know? Yeah. I I mean, it's still so new that these online stores are a thing. And just like the actual physical releases, you would hope that after a while, when this is still happening and people are still making like some uh, like uh, increased level of beer, like increased volume of beer, that it would kind of like settle out and people would like know where they're going, know what they're getting. It might be different because uh, you can't just go to a regular bar and get a drink. Like, people are are only able to get things that are, like, prepackaged and stuff like that. Hopefully, now that the liquor stores are reopening, this won't be as much of an issue because people won't be turning to, like, just, like, canned beer and local spirits and stuff like that. Um but just my take. No, I agree completely. And I think that a lot of people are just like bored on the internet at this point. Cause even like people that are furloughed or, you know, people that have their jobs that are working from home, everybody's just on the internet all day. You're not, you're not sitting in an office where your boss is staring down your neck. Like, Oh, are you doing your job? Are you doing your job? No, they're jumping online. They're ordering beer, like that kind of thing. It's, it's a new world. It really is. And we're all adjusting, but Crying about it on the internet because you didn't get a re-release of something that the brewery's already done that you had the last time is not the way to go about it. So that's the other question I have is, was it a known release that they said at this time, this is going to get released? Or was it a, hey, this is now live on our web store tweet or Facebook post or something? Because that's a completely different situation. That's more similar to... I think what you would get with uh, an in-person can release, right? Because you know, if you like are the quickest to it, if you're the first person in line at 4.30 AM or 6 AM or whatever, and you are willing to give up your time or like you just happen to be sitting on your computer at the time that they tweeted it or posted it on Facebook. uh, I mean, that's kind of your prerogative. There's no, there's no real online equivalent to standing in line waiting for a beer. But to me, like the, the surprise release is probably the closest to that. If they say at this exact time, like you're talking about how you got that glass at this specific time, be ready to order it. And then it'll sell out like immediately. Right. Yeah. And that's, and that's, that's how the black clouds was. And I'm pretty sure Gris was the same way because they they put it they both put it in their newsletter. Hey, it's going to be available at 10 a.m. on Tuesday, 
you can order it online and then pick it up anytime throughout the week. And if you don't pick it up, then we're going to resell it the next week, that kind of thing. So I just, I, I just, I have a lot of problems with uh, the whole, the whole situation. It's just like, Oh, I didn't get this beer that I really wanted from this brewery that I like. Darn it. Like go to a beer distributor, buy a fucking 12 pack of something and just drink it. Like stop bitching about it on the internet for the same amount of money. (laughs) <laughs> like yeah exactly i don't know I, they I, will make more beer it's a it's a brewery that's what they do <laughs> okay right it's not like a but i'm a special... collector i have every can that they've ever made well i'll give you an empty can have a nice day like it just yeah it just bugs me to no end that these people are uh, like that upset about it and obsessed about it yeah I mean, don't get me wrong. really care that much. Don't get me wrong. I you was, don't care I was that there. much. I was, but, but yeah, if I didn't but get also, it, right, I didn't get you're it. not one of those people. That's the thing is like, I get that you're, you're all for it and you'd love to be there and love to have it. But if you were out of town for a week or something, they, they happened to be releasing a beer that you couldn't get and you didn't have any friends that were available to get it. You wouldn't be whining about it in the internet. No. It's like, Oh shoot. I missed. Damn, missed that one beer. That sucks. Right. And that's it. That's the end of the conversation. Guess I'm not the biggest Dancing Gnome fanboy anymore. Oh, well. Like, this, the part that sucks is it's like these 35 to 45 year old men that like have nothing better to do. Right. That are doing these things. Like, like, hey, why don't you fucking grow up? Like, you fucking nerd. Why don't you go, like, give attention to your children? Or maybe you maybe look at your Pokemon card your, collection. Like, why don't you take off your teal-colored um, windbreaker for once? And your stupid and your cargo side, shorts, your stupid glasses, and get a life and a hobby that doesn't involve alcohol. <laughs> because I'm honestly, not an alcoholic. Alcohol it's is a not hobby. a hobby. Yeah, but it does define me as a person. So there's my. That. I'm not saying yeah. it doesn't define me as a person, but it's still not a hobby. Fair enough. Everybody has their vices. It seems like something that is. I. I. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I pretty agree. meaningless. No, and alcohol to is a with. vice for me, but it's also not a hobby. Like vices and hobbies are not are not one in this thing. Right, but, but the other uh, thing. So the, the other side of this conversation is the tap rooms don't have it on tap to be able to drink it anyway. And I think that that really does drive these people to be like, well, what the fuck? I can't have the beer now, blah, 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 blah. You know, like that kind of thing. But this is, this, uh, this is the new normal in, in so many ways. Like so many things have had to be like, uh, manipulated and, um, like tweaked to make it work, and people yeah, I mean, that they, you can't should just adapt. be happy that they're 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 creating an environment where you can buy it from your right. home and right. keep you safe, so you don't have to wait in line around people. Like right. you, you know, you have to think about the positives in this whole situation, and it's cool that they're they're willing to put resources toward creating an online store and having the ability to sell these things and having instead people of man, this 
table that you're walking up to to get the beer. And like, there's, there's so much that goes into it. And, and I'm sure that not everybody gets offered hazard pay for being out in the public and, and dealing with this stuff. Like, I understand that like the, the healthcare people and like the people that are on the front lines of this stuff are absolute heroes. Do not get this. Don't, don't think that what I'm saying here is negating that they are absolutely out there saving lives and protecting people. But at the same time, that guy at the grocery store that's ringing up your items is just as much at risk more, if not more, because people are stupid, right? And they're not wearing masks. Yeah. But like, because so, people are stupid. Right, exactly. But that but um, but what I'm saying is like these guys that are out there facing the public still to provide a service for you, to provide you a great product, something that you can absolutely relate to and and see these people like you saw these people twice a week for how many years before this happened, right? Like we Sarah and I were at dancing them two, three times a week for months before this all went down, right? Like we're, we're friends with those people. We're friends with people in the industry. Like I walk into uh, random bars and I'd see other bartenders and stuff like that. And like, Hey, you know, like just striking up conversations, all this other stuff, they're still there. And they're dealing with these people that are maybe not taking the precautions to protect themselves. And they're exposing themselves to stuff to make sure that you still have their product to make sure that they're staying in business. Like this is something that's, absolutely seriously hurting them and all you're doing is trying to support them but no you have to go on the internet and bitch about it like that's just it's, it just shouldn't work that way people are already closing because of this and it's i mean not maybe not breweries that we know of um but i was just in sharpsburg and um uh, what's the 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 breakfast place across the street from Dancing Now? What's it called Cafe on Main? Cafe on Main is uh completely wiped out. No, they they're... moved across the street. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, they're what's they're, they're down by uh, Gino's Pizza now. Well, damn. <laughs> sorry, sorry to ruin so, your story. <laughs> uh, I take that back. That was the only uh, <laughs> example I had. So. There's no way at this point to tell how this will affect mm-hmm. businesses long term. And just because people are open now and seemingly still doing business as usual does not mean that this isn't affecting their bottom line enough to cause them to close sooner than they would expect. Right. And it will be interesting, I think, over the next year to two years to see and hear stories about how this is depleting people more than they're probably letting on right now. Um, I think in conclusion of this whole story, like just be grateful that people are still like Nick is saying, still able to provide you the service, still able to make beer uh, to, to help you get through just as much as it's helping them get through in staying in business and keep keeping people employed. Um, There are people who are struggling and, you got to keep things in perspective. And I think that blindly calling out people or getting upset online is not helping anybody, not nor does it help anybody at any time, but especially now we all, I think need to come together and, and just purely support these people. If you can, 
uh, and if not, and, and you feel like you're being slighted by them because you don't get an opportunity to buy something, you know, find, donate that money or something, you know, like there, there are other ways that you can spend your money and make a difference and, and help these people out. Right. And there's a lot of great, um, resources out there for that. Uh, one thing that, uh, that I've seen come up a couple times just in the past week is the, um, other half is doing a collaboration beer across the country. So they sent out this recipe to a bunch of breweries and they're doing a beer called all together. Right. And the, the idea for this beer is all of the profits from it are going directly to the employees of the breweries. So for example, voodoo brewed it, um, Gris house hitchhiker dancing gnomes is coming out on Wednesday. I heard, uh, so there's a ton of breweries that are doing this beer based on other half's recipe and it's giving back directly to where you're buying it from. So for example, I got two, four packs from grist house. The profits from that are going to come back to the people that work at grist house. Like, and that's still, I get a beer out of that. Like I still buy a beer. I'm not, I'm not just, you know, going on the internet and clicking on, you know, directly donating to some cause, but at the same time I'm getting beer and I'm giving money to the, the employees of that brewery. Like that's, I thought that was a really cool way to tie in. Yeah. And that's something it's kind of riffing off of, um, what they did for the California wildfires. Yes. Uh, Nevada. Yeah. Yes. Right. Right. So that like, and I think that's really cool. It's just a, it's a unique way for people to raise money for different causes and get other people involved. Um, but also to control where the money goes, right? It's not, it's not like it's the red cross or something like that, where you don't necessarily know where they're spending the money. Like these, this money is going directly back to people that you're interacting with on a daily basis or a, a weekly basis or whatever it is for your community, right? You're giving money back directly to your community. Right. Which is, which is how it should be. Absolutely. And it's a good beer too. Um, I will say I've had voodoo's and I've had grist house version of it and it's a, it's a standard IPA. It's nothing super special or anything. It's not like a, a, strawberry shortcake milkshake IPA or something like that. It's just a standard. Thank God. Right. (laughs) But it's, um, but yeah, it's it's a good beer. It sounds kind of good. I've been on on this, this dessert kick recently. And I think really coming out of, yeah, cause I, I I haven't really had much of a sweet tooth recently. And that like, I, I, since moving out on my own and living in a bunch of different places, I don't, I find myself not snacking as much. Recently, I've gotten back into like just buying like chips and things, but that's just because I'm here all the time. But like, if I wasn't here, I, I don't ever really like eat dinner and afterward I'm like, oh, I need to get my chip fixed or I need to have a bowl of ice cream or something. But in again, what? in recent times, because uh, because of this whole situation, having to stay inside, uh, I've I've thought about. Getting into baking, perhaps getting into, uh, I was, I was at, um, uh, a different location, uh, a, uh, a location that will uh, not be disclosed on this podcast yesterday with, uh, access to an ice cream machine. Wow. 
and there was a, a lemon blueberry ice cream that I ate yesterday that was absolutely delicious. And, you know, perhaps I might think about investing in something like that. Uh, or a muffin. An machine. ice cream machine? Yes. Wow. Like a like a, a machine that makes ice cream if you pour ingredients into Sub- it. Subserve? No, actually... Uh, just like, just like regular, like Ben and Jerry's style. Like hard shit? Hard, hard, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Let's go with that. Wow. That sounds um, so Nick is no longer here. Um, this, this portion of the episode is going to move into my favorite, um, of all of the portions, which is just the twins. So, Alex, how you doing? <laughs> I agree. I'm. I'm actually. I'm actually pretty good. I'm not bad. It's pretty uh, vibing. You're on late shift, so you're. You know, it's a little later uh, on the I, East Coast there, right? Right around yeah, now, like, it's about ten thirty p.m. But you're. You're just vibing, man. I'm like, I might grab another beer just because I feel like I. I can. Um, I'm like trying to be good, and by that I mean drink as much alcohol as I can. But no, I'm good. Like, I, 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 honestly, I've been I've been thinking a lot about like the design of my bedroom since I moved out. Like, uh, just um, you know, trying to figure out like what works for me, what's gonna last me the longest, like moving forward, what I can use in other places if I do end up moving. Um, you know, it, it, it's uh, interior design is uh, is it's very difficult. Like people who who get into that field do not get enough credit because it, it's it's very hard to like curate like a vibe. And as much as that sounds like stupid and dumb and like millennial slash like Gen, what are what are we technically Gen Z Gen Y? Oh, Gen like Z, Gen- yeah. We're, you guys Isn't are Gen on y, the Gen Y is between between the two, right? No, Gen Y is between millennial and boomer. Oh, stupid. Um, anyway, yeah, no, it, it's like a sort of like a lost, lost kind of art form, I think. Um, uh, just because there's so many like Pinterest like boards and shit like that but uh how are you jake uh, uh nick uh this is twin time so no i think yeah. um twin time with the twins i think that the <laughs> i think your thought process there with like interior design is kind of along the lines of how like most people are not sticking with a company for their entire lives anymore and stuff like that like that kind of draws right. that kind of parallel i think yeah because people move around a lot you're you're not sticking with the same job you're not sticking with the same person you're not sticking with the same like family structure and all that like it's it's very the boomers also ruined the economy and ruined our ability to purchase housing for ourselves so people move around more frequently because they're not buying into 30-year mortgages as frequently in our generation. Oh, sure, right. sure. Um, I'm not absolutely. saying that that's... I'm not so saying that's why that's... I think, like, for me, I, I try to... When I and This is really the first time that I've, like, purchased furniture in, like, a, a pretty long time, aside from, you know, buying a bed and stuff. 
because the last couple of years I spent with furniture that I either just kind of acquired or like brought from previous apartments, especially when I was living on the East coast, it was easier for me to fill out my apartment with things that I could just bring from home. But out here looking around at my room, like it's, there are a lot of quirks to it and I don't have it. Like I think enough like spatial awareness or I think like an eye for design to be able to figure out exactly how everything should look in this room. Even the way that I currently have it set up, which I think is probably the best way to set it up, I don't have the pieces necessary to fill out anything that looks cohesive in any way. Sure. So how did we get but here? It also doesn't necessarily matter because, you know, I live in a house with a bunch of other people. I don't have to, like, decorate the common areas. It's kind of just me chilling in here. I have... A dresser with a TV and my PlayStation, uh, a chair that I play PlayStation in, a bed, a side table, and my books. And that's just about it. So, yeah, I'm good, Alex. Um, you know, things have, been, things have been on the up and up. Uh, I think that, you know, I'm interested to see over the next couple of weeks how the lifting of certain social distancing and or... Uh, economic restrictions creates uh, either a second wave of this thing or starts to be somewhat successful leading to other places following suit. Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm less than optimistic about the current uh, removal of some restrictions in states like Georgia and, and elsewhere. Um, we don't have to necessarily get into that, but it will be interesting to see how things play out because I would love for more than anything, or I would love more than anything to be able to get out of the house a little bit more. Um, just because the weather has been so beautiful here in California, it was like 85 and sunny today. I didn't actually get outside much, but I might take a walk after we finish up on this podcast just to kind of get some fresh air. I think that um, I just have so many plans related to craft beer, related to just getting out and seeing things. Um, I want to be able to give people recommendations when I leave. You know, that's I think that's sort of been my goal in all these places. When we first visited Boston, the thing that I loved the most was when we had any question for our cousin and his wife. They gave us a thing to do immediately. And it didn't even take them, I'm, you know, I'm sure that they just had it ready to go. It was like an automatic, like, yep, this is what you do. That's kind of how I've been trying to like treat these different, uh, I guess, stops along my journey here, because I'm not going to live there forever. Like and none of these places I've thought, Oh man, I can't wait to stay here for 10 years. And it's cool to be able to talk to somebody who says, Oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going on a trip or like they're looking for recommendations on where to go and what to see and things like that. Not that anybody's going to go out of their way to go to Bend, Oregon, but Boston, San Francisco, like that's really what I'd, I'd like to get out and start doing. And this has kind of created this, um, I don't want to say anxiety necessarily, but that's probably the best word that I could use to come up with, or I, I can come up with to describe how I'm feeling about not being able to do the things that I like to do. So Jake, your, your situation is extremely 
tough, I think, because not only are you living in a place that you've never lived before, but it happened basically in line with this quarantine stay at home thing, right? Like you literally moved there the week that this all happened. And you couldn't couldn't get out and explore like the local coffee shop. You couldn't get like a breakfast burrito somewhere. And like, there's not even like, I don't understand. Like it it would make me stir crazy, like absolutely bouncing off the walls. Like I need to go find some, like, I just want to walk down to the local, you know, grocery store and figure out like what the hell's going on here or what kind of like specific foods they have or you know that kind of like even even that kind of basic stuff is totally like foreign right now right like that's that's got to be yeah, way of course it is because it, i mean this is i've taken it as as this challenge that i enjoy uh to find places that are cool and you know do things and ma- you know make these kind of new experiences even on my own um, but, but especially if somebody were to want to come visit then you know, I want to have a list of 12 things that we can do, or at least know a neighborhood that I want to go to. And then we can kind of figure it out from there. Um, it, the way that I've combated that has been to start running and through my running, I have identified locations that I know that I want to go to when these restrictions are ultimately lifted. So I live close enough to downtown San Jose that I'm able to run in into the city in about 10 minutes. So what I do is I run into the city, I kind of do a loop and kind of just check out some new things. I, I don't necessarily pick like a new location that I want to go to every time I go out and run. I kind of just see wherever it takes me. But there's a hell of a lot of cool restaurants. If I go even further, I can find a couple of the breweries and and you know, tap rooms and cool places to hang out and stuff. So I wouldn't say that I'm completely devoid of my ability to see new things and find new places, but obviously I can't go there and experience it until this whole thing is over. So I'm kind of making a mental list right now. And that's, I think, keeping me going more than anything in terms of way to do it too. moving. Cause then you're not pressured to like meet someone there or, like force yourself into a place that you maybe aren't interested in and mm-hmm. like find out the, in the worst way possible, like, Oh, the, the, this place sucks based on the area that it's in or, you know, like that kind of thing. Like, obviously it's, it's more than that because obviously, because you're not seeing people experiencing it. You're not seeing like the crowds that are being drawn to these places and stuff like that, but you're still, at least getting the vibe of, Oh, this is a a cool looking spot. Like I want to try it or the, the online reviews or the takeout orders or, you know, that kind of thing is, is driving your opinion so far. Right. Yeah. And as much as I like taking recommendations from people, because you know, I, as anybody does, I trust my friends with recommending a good, Thai restaurant or pizza place or, or bar to go hang out in. I've found places on my own, uh, in each of the places that I've lived. And I think that this will be no different once I'm able to kind of get out there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's not all bad. It isn't, you know, it's, it sucks to be kind of stuck inside when all anybody wants to do is get out and just go 
have a coffee, get a cup of tea, or you know, go to lunch, have a mimosa on a Sunday morning or whatever. But you know, um, it's just part of staying positive. You know, every, I think everybody is kind of in, and that's the thing is it's not any different for anybody else. Um, right. That, You're not that's missing out that on keeps something. me going is right. I, I, I'm, you kind of take solace in knowing that everybody is in your same situation. And, um, it's, it's helped me reconnect to a lot of people as well, uh, who don't live around here. And, that that's certainly a good thing for me because again, it's scary moving to a new place and not necessarily knowing anybody um, outside of maybe a handful of people that I work with. Right. So yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, all, all exciting, all good uh, right now on my end. And I hope, you know, we're, we're smart about how we begin opening up, opening up the economy and, We'll come back. We'll be at full strength before you know it, and uh, that's that's all very exciting. Very well said. I appreciate. I sure it. hope so. Yes, I agree. Very well said. And I think this is probably a good time to to start waning down for the week. Um, Winding down again. Keep your uh, waning gibbous. Oh, okay. <laughs> Winding gibbous. Uh, Alex, how's your cross stitching going? I know that you've been big into that. It's it's good. I haven't done much this week. Um, I'm still like in the like transition period between uh, like an early shift and a late shift, um, and also just like trying to eat and sleep enough. So I haven't gotten back to it much, but I uh, I'm in, I'm still enjoying it. It's still it's still a good distraction from everything. So thank you for asking. Yeah, I, I'm I'm still uh, trying to find. I think the hobbies that will sustain me for the remainder of this. Uh, I'm currently plotting on some keyboards that I'm going to buy because I do really want to teach myself how to play piano, get back into music a little bit. I've been talking to a lot of people about that, and I haven't actually made any moves towards doing it yet. But I'll keep you posted, uh, listeners and. Nick, what do you have going on this week? What are you What are you looking at? What are you plotting on? Any shout outs? Uh, so Sarah and I adopted a new puppy. We got her on Thursday, the week before last, right? Truly one of the most adorable puppies I've ever seen. Oh, uh, she's- and it's, that's completely unbiased, but also very biased at the same time. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we welcomed a new member to our household. Um, she is doing very well. She's going to be, uh, getting fixed tomorrow. So Mm. that's going to be a lovely day of anxiety for me. Uh, she's, uh, she's adapting. Well, we're still kind of figuring out how to get her to sleep through the night without having to wake up four or five times to let her out. But sleep is, uh, optional at this point, right? Because there's not a whole lot else going on. So that's, uh, that's been my big thing. I don't really have a whole lot else going on this week. We're still, uh, sticking to our bare minimum work schedule. My company has really been taking care of us, so I can't really say anything negative about going to work. I mean, I work less than 20 hours a week and, 
I'm still getting paid full time and they're taking care of us. So everything's been good on my end. I get to hang out, you know, at home with Sarah, who's working from home now 100% of the time. And, uh, I've been really enjoying like just getting as much beer as I can, a bunch of different styles, a bunch of different stuff. My, my untapped check-ins have jumped like 400 in the past, uh, like here's a, a here's a question for you, Nick. Have you been keeping up the exercise routine? Because I think that's very important yes. to maintain that. And I know that you were big into it before this whole thing started. And you know, I care about you. I want you to be healthy. I want you to continue to be your best self, live your best life, live your truth. Do you think you're doing so? Yeah, I actually just got a notification on my watch that said that I hit a new move streak. So I have hit my move goal. Bam, 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 bam. Right? Move streak. I nice. hit my move goal uh, 35 times in a row. Very impressive. Very, very truly impressive. I, uh, I've given up on the Apple Watch. I think I'll probably try to sell it. It's the OG. So, you know, I might be able to get something for it. Who knows? Like 25 bucks. Um, uh, that's no, more I've been, than I've been I would ever expect. At most. At most. $25. It's a, it's a, it's a classic though. You know, it's like, uh, it's like the, the original iPod. It's the, you know, it's, this is the, the one that started it all. It's the iPhone three G. Yeah. I get you. Yeah. So legendary. I'm uh yeah, no, I, I, I have been focusing on at least hitting my goals every day. And if that means just, you know, walking around the house, tracking my, my steps, stuff like that. So be it. But I, uh, I really want to try to get into golf this summer. If, if the courses open up, because I do have a set of clubs now and I would love to get better. at. I, I would love to be there when you start going through some sort of training routine for golf. I, want to see what your swing looks like and how much of a natural you are. Because I feel like, I feel like you, you'd have, you have some good, you have some good fluidity to your movement and stuff. And I will say, so, uh, so last year we went to uh, Geneva on the lake for the, the guys weekend and we played the course up there twice. And my, my driving is terrible, but my mid range game is on point and my putting is God awful. So I hope to get back at it, but like I, we went to top golf a couple of times and top golf is super fun, but I think that that's an activity that I can kind of get into because I do like drinking beer and driving, um, golf carts around. <laughs> so I, I think that that's a lot of fun. Uh, but that's why most people golf in the first place and I'm all for it. I love golf. Uh, you know, big, always been a big proponent of it. Uh, I think it's a great way to learn a lot of life skills. Shout out to the first T, uh, the PGA tour for setting that up, but yeah, that's cool. Um, definitely important to stay active during a time like this, especially when everybody's kind of stuck inside, but, um, yeah. So I think, I think that's, uh, that's pretty much all I got as well. Let me, uh, let Um, me just throw out something here because we did just come through one of the busiest times of year for the, one of your favorite sports right? The, the March madness, right? College basketball. So there's Mm -hmm. a lot of brands out there that are doing brackets 
and I, I just want to touch on this real quick. So Pittsburgh Clothing Company did the, what did they call it? The, the yeast, the beast of the yeast or something like that bracket. So it was the best beers in Pittsburgh. And the final four happened today. So I do want to go over just who won that kind of thing. But uh, they, they call it the Western PA Beast of the Yeast 2020. So the final four was Hitchhiker, Grist House, Fatheads, and Dancing Gnome. Fatheads, big time sleeper pick. Um, I, had a, I had a couple of qualms. I looked through the bracket. Um, Arsenal Cider at a two seed is, is super high. Unless yeah. they were just like throwing, they were throwing <laughs> cider a bone there. So because let me tell you cider, how the bracket went though. So the, the seeding was based on likes on the tweets that they mentioned them in. So it was really just all over the place. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but Arsenal cider does make some really good cider. Uh, uh, I, I agree partially. Okay. I do think they make a good dry cider. I think most of what they do is very sweet and very like niche. Well, thank you for your opinion, Alex. I didn't. I, I don't know a whole lot about them. I've had a couple of them, and I think they're okay. So, I'm not a cider guy, though. I have no. So one of the uh, one of the the qualms I had with the bracket, and I know Jake said he had a couple, but I'm going to just jump in here. Um, I have to um, wholeheartedly disagree that East End wins over Cinderlands because that is uh, fully a travesty. Um, East End is not doing anything nearly as interesting as Cinderlands is. Uh, I think East End... Uh, shouldn't have made it past the second round. So that is uh, that is my hot take for the night. I th- so there are a lot of upsets in this bracket. Regardless, oh my god, Strange Roots lost to Church Brewworks. Who is doing? Yeah, that was another one. On no, not mine. Really, so, really. Yes, there, regardless of seating, I think that there's a lot of upsets that happened throughout the bracket. The biggest one though, is that Fatheads isn't even a Pennsylvania brewery and they got into the top four. I mean, good on them because I do actually really like the Fatheads location. They have great food. They have a massive beer list. that's always very well done. And it's a really cool place in the South side to get a beer, but also yeah, that's that's an asterisk for me, right? Uh, and they did so lose. What, so it, the the so the final four happened. Who's now in the championship? So it's Dancing Gnome versus Hitchhiker. Okay, so which, that, which is that is the backyard brawl. It really is 2.0. It, it is. is. It is. I just I can't even though understand. Hitchhiker also another. I guess technically it's in uh, Sharpsburg with an asterisk because they started in Lebo, but. Right. Um, that's pretty predictable, honestly. I think that those are two of the probably most well-known. Maybe aside from Grist House, like if, if it were, if it were Grist House against Dancing Gnome, I would say that's even more predictable than Grist House or uh, than Dancing Gnome and, and Hitchhiker. But 
I don't, I didn't really have too many issues with it. I mean, I, I get it. It's, it's tough to put together a lot of, it's just crazy to look at that many breweries and how they all exist in Western Pennsylvania. <laughs> right. Except for Fatheads. Uh, that was probably the most shocking thing. Fatheads that is I from Ohio. From that. So I, I do want to throw out Fatheads is from Ohio. They do not brew in Pennsylvania. They strictly just have the tap room. Don't get me wrong. I would never say anything bad about the Fatheads location because they are, the beers are great. Their food is incredible. It is one of the markers of Southside because it's been there for almost 20 years or whatever it is. And, and they're the only beer player really there, aside from maybe like Urban Tap that has a bunch of taps. Like You don't have any other real breweries down there except for maybe Hofbräu, but that's, I mean... Wait, what? Fucking chain. How did you say that? Off Bright House. Okay. How you say it in German? Yeah, I'm sure. Anyway, I mean, you can look it up <laughs> if you want. Okay, so backtrack me live on the podcast. My thing is, Hitchhiker beat out Voodoo. That was how they got into the final four. They beat Voodoo, and like I'll sit here and I will die on this hill of I've never really been that impressed with. A lot of voodoo beers. I will agree with that. Aside from their stouts, which I think are pretty outstanding and maybe some of the best in the city, I don't think their staples match well with a lot of the newer stuff. True, true. No, and I that get that. It's taking into account my biases, but I remember having a 12 pack that you bought me from way back and. I just didn't think I was all that impressed. I need to give them another shot, though, because I don't think I've had a, a voodoo beer for a couple of years now. They do um, make a lot of different beers, though. That's the other thing. But anyway, point being, so we've got Hitchhiker and Dancing Gnome in the in the championship here. Who you got? I don't think it's as I don't think it's as easy as you guys might make it out to be because I really do like Hitchhiker and they consistently yeah, make some of the best stuff. They do in the have city. a they do have a very good following too. Yeah, I, I would say uh, I don't know. It, I, it is not as easy as we would say. Like my gut is saying Dancing Gnome, but it, if you're doing like a deep dive and you're thinking about like like Hitchhiker has done so much and. They, I, I feel like they do a lot, possibly to a fault, but they have done, I think, at least one beer in every like big category that has been pretty good, if not like outstanding. At least passable for the style. Yeah, I can agree with that. So I think that might be Dancing Gnome's Achilles heel. I think Dancing Gnome still pulls it off just because of the Dancing Gnome fanboys. And their seven Twitter accounts each, but yes, including us, right? <laughs> but I, I think it's going to be a close race, and and all of these, like the final four, was really close. Like Hitchhiker beat Grist fifty seven percent to forty three percent, and Dancing Gnome beat Fatheads. That's a pretty wide margin. <laughs> I mean, looking at the total votes, though, one thousand thirty seven votes. That's a hell of a lot closer. That's that's what 120 votes difference, basically. 140, yeah. So, I mean, that's that's only. I mean, you get you get a few more people involved in this, and it swings the other way, right? Like 
I don't know. I voted for Griss House personally just because I kind of like Griss House beers better, but that's just me. Yeah, I mean, we should. I think we could probably do a deep dive into this and 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 kind of go through our bracket. That could be interesting for next week. Um, but all in all, DG is going to take it just because they're also one of the more widely known breweries in the country. I don't know that people outside of Pittsburgh are necessarily going to be voting on a Pittsburgh clothing company Twitter account poll for who's the best brewery in Pittsburgh, but. Aside from the actual votes and what we think is going to happen, Dancing Gnome will take it 10 times out of 10 over Hitchhiker. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's go ahead and wrap up this week then. Um, I just wanted to get that out there because it is still going on. So check out Pittsburgh Clothing Company for the, for the championship this week. And you know what? We'll do a full recap next week. We're going to do uh, matchup by matchup pretty quick going through the first and second rounds. And then really diving into Sweet 16 down to the championship. Yeah. But, uh, you know, keep posted on that. Go vote. uh, Support your local businesses. And we'll see you next week. All right. Cheers. Hello, and welcome to the end of the podcast. You made it this far, so why not go and follow us on social media? At The Weekly Recap on Instagram. At The Weekly Recap 1 on Twitter. Or email us at theweeklyrecap1 at gmail.com. Hey.